Well, I gotta say that this is not the most comfortable place for me. I like it back there, actually we're hidden. Uh, but I'd like to share with you today, um, being that it's Feast Sunday, some thoughts on the communion table and uh, on this communion feast that we have each month. I'd like to talk about God's longing for friendship. Um, it's kind of a neat subject. When looking into the past, we see and read so many amazing stories in the Old Testament of God's longing heart for communion and fellowship with his people. Why do we have stories of creation, the, the life of Moses? Why do we have... Um, the different stories of maybe Noah and uh, Enoch. Uh, all these guys, these wonderful stories we've been given in the Old Testament and the New Testament for that matter. Why does the scripture deal with Israel so much? Why does it tell of the manger and of the cross? And why does it talk about the open tomb. The cause and purpose of all these stories is God's longing heart for communion and fellowship with his people. Fellowship, and this is a good one to remember, fellowship and communion with the almighty God is the heartbeat of the Christian faith. The whole sum and substance of the Bible revelation is God's eternal, immutable plan to have companionship with mankind. This truth is, two, uh, is told in two wondrous words, uh, Holy Communion. In Deuteronomy 32.9, it says, the, Lord, the Lord's portion is his people. The Lord's portion is his people. Now, the Hebrew word for portion there means particular trophy, particular trophy. Um, so it's the church. It's the body of Christ. It's, it's God's trophy. That's God's trophy. Us. Ephesians 2.7 tells us, so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. From the introduction to the finale of God's word, it is a constant presentation of God's eternal purpose to have a communion with us a communion, this relationship, this friendship with us. You know? Amazing to think about it. Colossians 1.27 says, God has planned to give a vision of the full wonder and splendor of his secret plan for the sons of men. And this secret is simply this, Christ in you. Why would God give his son as a ransom for sin? Um, I don't know whether you've had an experience where maybe a friend or a relationship that you've had or 
Somebody in the family has given their life for you or somebody you know. Um, rarely does that happen. This is what's happened. Uh, certainly in during the war years, so many people gave their lives for our freedom, which was amazing. When we speak of Holy Communion, we're not just thinking of the table and the linen and the, and the cups and the glass. Um, not even just the elements. Um, but rather we're thinking of this relationship with God, this relationship with him. Because of this ordinance, because in this ordinance is enfolded the plan and purpose of God from eternity to eternity, the longing of God's heart from the Garden of Eden to this present time is to have communion with man. The Lord's Supper is a, is a time of intimate communion, and we've all shared that this morning. Here, the devout soul, which we are, because of what Christ has done, has contact with God, remembering the death and suffering of our Savior. We gather at this holy place, at the Lord's table. Here is the Holy of Holies for us. This is the Holy of Holies in the, of the New Testament, where the veil was rent, and we draw near to our Heavenly Father and have communion with Him in a very intimate way. We're sharing His body and His blood. How much more intimate can we get? We can never fully understand this sense of mystery and awe that prevails here. It's truly a miracle. As we look at the contents of the cup, we are reminded of Christ's shed blood, his suffering on the cross. We examine ourselves and ask for wholeness of body, soul, and spirit. Here we renew our consecration to God. It's called the Last Supper, however, and uh, in reality it's the First Supper. Uh, first Supper for us. It is called the Last Supper because... It was the last time Jesus' disciples ate Passover feast with him. Every year, from Israel's exodus from Egypt to Christ's crucifixion, Jews had celebrated the Passover. It was first commemorated that wondrous night. The angel of death passed over blood-sprinkled doorways in Egypt, and I'm sure you all remember that story. Christ came to fulfill that purpose. In 1 Corinthians 5.7, it tells us that Christ is our Passover. He is sacrificed for us. He is our Passover. This is our Passover feast. The Lord's Supper supersedes or takes the place of the Jewish Passover. It spoke of the true Paschal Lamb, Jesus Christ. Holy Communion was given as a very simple ceremony. Luke 22:19 to 20 reads, And he, Jesus, took bread and gave thanks, and brake it, and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup, saying, This cup is the New Testament. This is the New Testament in my blood, 
which is shed for you. To think God went to such an effort uh, to have communion with us is possibly beyond our understanding. Um, Regardless, he loved us so much and loves us so much, and he wanted so much to have this relationship with us, he went to incredible lengths to do so. Just be convinced today. Be convinced today that God deeply loves you and uh, he gave his life for you through Jesus Christ. Wow. A relationship assisted by remembering what he did for us, hence Holy Communion today. How much can we do for him? Well, there's not a lot. We can love him. We can give our devotion to him. And you know what that means. And we give our friendship to him. Befriend him. And above all, we need to remember him regularly. Wow. What a God we have. Amen. Amen.